0: They shoot the shit. They shoot, they shoot the shit. Shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. Shooting the shit with Chippa. Hey everybody, this is Chris Chipman, a.k.a. The Chippa here. Welcome back to another episode of Shooting the Shit with Chippa. A very special one. We're doing this... Kind of dual thing going on with uh, with Me in another show before I get Into um, exactly what that is and who my Special guest is which is a returning Guest that you all know and love I'd like to thank my $15 or more a month Patrons you are Aaron Moriarty, Andrew Krause Seth Comfort, collaborating online Seth Decker, Shore Hansen, Gusted, Robert V. Aldrich, Mike the Gatherer Kevin C.V., Alex Peregrine, Alex Shaw Geeks with Shields, Green Goblin Patricia Chipman, Brendan Agnew Christopher Finnick and G.D. And this episode Episode um, because nepotism is wonderful is brought to you by the Walk with Me Gaming Channel and also by Desert Bus and with that I would like to welcome Mark Gadosh mm-hmm.
1: to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Walk with Me Gaming as well. So yeah, we are doing kind of a double episode. Um, I've been a guest on Chris's show several times. Uh, Chris, I hope you can see. Oh, is this working? I, I can see and hear
0: working. your mouse is moving. I know
1: that. It is. And it let me click. Must drive. I don't know. I hope I didn't screw it up. Well, anyway, um, maybe I'll just uh, edit this from my thing. So sorry, guys. Uh, we're trying to do uh, basically a double episode where um, we're I'm playing a game while Chris is recording his podcast. So we're kind of doubling up. There we go. We'll just do it from this way. It's going to be a smaller screen, and I'll just edit it. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sure this is great for your podcast listeners. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, um, so,
0: everybody, what's going on is Mark is clicking, and he's clicking.
1: Yeah. Um, he's clicking. It, no. <laughs> so here's what's going on. Um, I wanted to do a special kind of mixed podcast. So I record a show, Walk With Me Gaming, on YouTube. It is just a – it's another Let's Play channel, as there's way too many of – and I wanted to do something f- interesting for the upcoming Desert Bus for Hope, which happens every year in November. And I found in the Desert Bus subreddit, someone had made this game called Road Trip that was basically a tribute to that. So instead of eight hours of driving, it's only one hour. And I decided, how am I going to make it interesting to talk for an entire hour and have people listen to my stupid voice? And then I'm like, maybe I should work with getting a guest. And we thought, like hey Chris we want to record a show anyway so let's go ahead and do this so uh, much like the actual desert bus game which we'll kind of explain uh, where the bus drifts to the right this game also does that so as I'm driving I have to be constantly correcting so um, and it's just going to be me driving for an hour while Chris and I do our podcast. So uh, from now on, if anyone's watching on my channel, you will see me continuously driving this ridiculous car uh, the whole time while we talk. And for anyone listening to Chris's show, they can just enjoy our regular podcast shenanigans. So and my uh, podcast
0: will have a link to the video version on his as well. So
1: that that would be, be lovely to, to do both. <laughs> More. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, how how have you been, Chris? Um, Oh, oh man, (laughs) it's been it's been
0: quite a couple of years, my friend. Um, So Mark and I recorded something earlier um, in the year that uh, will be released after this because things just get crazy. But um, when we were talking then, we were talking about the world opening back up. This was back in April and we were talking about being excited for the summertime and concerts and all of this stuff and and then the delta variant happened and mm-hmm. and things got weird um but i i would like to say that i got to at least go to one um of the multiple concerts that i bought tickets for um when mark's on we we often talk about music and going to shows and, and things like that and um I did have to skip the Green Day concert, which was a huge Uh. bummer. In retrospect, we probably shouldn't have. We were both vaccinated. But Fenway Park wasn't doing anything um, to make you feel better about that. There was really no mask mandate and there was really no requirement to be vaccinated. So we felt having children and being around family and friends that were all vaccinated that, you know, a chance of not spreading the Delta variant was a good idea, so we didn't go. Um, I've seen a recording of the whole show. It was amazing. Um, there doesn't appear to have been any incidents, uh, followed by a boy had to drop out of that leg of the tour because someone in their road crew got COVID, um, but luckily no one else did, which is which is good news. But I got to go see Less Than Jake. Yes. They jumped, they jumped on the Pop Punk Still Not Dead tour with um, New Found Glory. And oh, that's
1: right, because they replaced someone, didn't they? They Wasn't
0: replaced it? Simple Plan. I guess someone that's in it. Simple Plan's camp was, and again, this is all hearsay, but what I read is someone in Simple Plan's camp had an issue with the uh, mandates on the tour. Ew. Not like someone in the band, but someone in like the yeah. planning group, and mm-hmm. so they dropped out, and, and it, it has to have been that way, because they were being really cynical about them like Mm. newfound glory was kind of shitting on them. (laughs) Like when they came onto the stage, I'm like, "Eh, okay. But yeah, less than Jake dropped on. So so it ended up being a really cool show. Um, I, I love when a band that I really like is an opening act for another band because I just saw less than Jake's playing a show. I need to get back out to a show. They're my favorite band. I'm going to go. And, (laughs) and I was like, oh man, icing on the cake. I get to see newfound glory. I haven't seen them in forever. And it was just wonderful. But have you ever heard of the bands Lolo or Hot Mulligan?
1: I know of Hot Mulligan. I think they were on Riot Fest one year. Don't think I saw them. They must have, yeah. I don't know the other one.
0: So Lolo, Lolo's really cool. And again, Lolo is, I mean, it's just a girl. She, she, you know, that's her name. That's her stage name. Um, But she has a great backing band. They all seem to really get along really well. Their stage persona is great. But she's adorable. She reminds me of what would have happened if Avril Lavigne never went pop. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because she's I, she's a little bit more grown up, but she's she's just she's just a punk rock girl. You know what I mean? Like just, there. just up up there having a good time. And um, <laughs> she's from Canada, and the songs were were great. They were tight. They you know they fit exactly what the name of that tour was. Pop punk still not dead. This is like what you'd expect in 2002, you know, kind of like Paramore, you know, things like it it had that kind of of that time frame. And and she had a great stage presence and she was a riot. And like what I loved is she came on and she was like, hey, I'm Lolo. You probably have no idea who the fuck I am. (laughs) I'm going to try. (laughs) I'm going to try to change that. And then like you got two or three songs in and she goes, hey, you probably still don't know who the fuck I am. But you know the song Teenage Dirtbag by American Hi Fi, right? Oh, and then she covered that. And I was like, all right, this is a, this is great. <laughs> and um, it, it was awesome. And then so, so Hutton Mulligan um was cool because they so you've got you've got Lolo doing like the, you know, pop punk, you know, warp tour like early to mid, you know, yeah two thousands, right? Then you've got Hut Mulligan, which are a bunch of like twenty three to twenty-five year old guys in two thousand twenty one. Yeah, being nostalgic for the sound of bands like Taking Back Sunday and Brand New. Uh,
1: yeah, I thought it, they were more on the kind of like emo post-hardcore yeah. indie kind of sound.
0: Yeah, but so, uh, all so good. It, so it fit really well and and you know, I say that I say that with the cynicism of someone that loved that that stuff <laughs> and looks back on it kind of the way we all look back on limp biscuit and kind of go, oh, oh yeah. On a little of it. But when they're good, they're good. Like taking back Sunday, were a, they were a fantastic band. They were just, Oh, absolutely. Singing <laughs> a particular kind of music. These guys had that, that whole, it, it, you're, you're exactly right. It was like a mix of like an indie rock band and post hardcore emo. Yeah. So like, and and like when they came on stage the place erupted and i'm not used to that with an old <laughs> band and the place erupted but the place was mostly like people my age
1: so man, i'm like oh, shit.
0: shit, people love Hot mulligan this is great <laughs> and and now i really like Hot mulligan i've looked up a bunch of their stuff they, they 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 follow that trend of bands like that naming the songs incredibly complicated things oh, and God. nonsense like oh man one of Dude. my favorite songs of theirs is how
1: do you know it's not armadillo shells that's, that's, I, I, I love bands that do that. I love when bands go back to that. There's actually a band coming up that I want to go see. Um, I'm trying to, to swing someone to take my shift at work to get it, but there's a, uh, post hardcore, they're, they're almost like a throwback to MySpace era, like screamo bands. Um, they're, they're called, um, um, CU Space Cowboy, all one Got- word. Um, have you heard of them? No, but I love the name. Oh, they're just, phenomenal. It's, perfect. it's it's as they call themselves sasscore, core, um, which is pretty accurate because it's got that full-on screamo sound um the lead singer is a trans woman and she's phenomenal and they are just they, they do the same thing the naming schemes for like all their songs it's like that it's such a nostalgic sound where you're just like you're just like you could be touring with devil wears prada 15 years yes. ago like it's that perfect combination <laughs> so i i love the bands that still pull that crap um also, I don't know if you've noticed the screen going darker. Apparently this game does also have the shift into nighttime as is the, uh, desert bus, though, oh. maybe with slightly more, uh, stylistic appearance.
0: <laughs> the
1: the, <laughs> the sad funny. thing,
0: the sad thing I didn't want to tell you is I'm, I'm not seeing your screen move.
1: Oh no. Oh, well that's but okay. That, but that's okay. If I, I you know what watch the game looks
0: like, but I know what the game <laughs> looks like. So to describe to people, you know, what Mark is playing that aren't, um, watching um it it's a beautiful lush kind of like um cell shaded but very minimalistic looking um like on the side of a river road in the desert
1: and i would deserts I would really like to see it moving because it's beautiful (laughs) and I'm driving. It's it's like an old classic (laughs) car. And the funny thing with this game, too, is that there's only so there is a radio, which is something more than Desert Bus offers. Um, But I'm not playing the songs because they do seem to be newer. And so I don't want to get hit with copyright strikes, but uh, maybe I'll post them in the in the in the 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 sounds or you could just play anyone can play the game because it's also free on itch um like i said it's called road trip it's by creator cloppity k-l-o-p-o-t-y so um anyone who wants to play uh, a game where you drive a car down a straight road for an hour uh you know if you got time to wait if your job is that boring um this is an option for you i love it <laughs> and you can play it in your browser too so you don't even have to download the game um i'm i'm already like We've been, we've been recording for like 15 minutes and my fingers are already starting to get sore from just holding down the W key continuously. <laughs> That's great.
0: <laughs>
1: Another, um, uh,
0: I was, I was thinking through the songs cause I love clever song titles, especially when they're weird and clever. And like yeah. a lot of them seem to be in jokes. Cause whenever they play them live, like the singer will make a funny quip. Oh yeah. You know? It and I'm like, sense. all right, this is a total in joke to like somebody he knows, but, um, <laughs> My favorite song title of theirs is Featuring Mark Hoppus. <laughs> that's the name of the song, and it is not Featuring uh, Mark sh- Hoppus. No, that's, of course not. That's the best part.
1: <clears throat> that's, that's pretty solid. I'm
0: pretty sure they call it that because the chorus like has the words, I miss you in it.
1: Oh, God. So that was kind of like the gag. You sure. know what I
0: mean? Like someone was just listening to the self-titled Blink album and going, oh, all right.
1: We can but, do um, this.
0: I, I, I think it's, it's really clever. They're, they've got, <laughs> they've got so many, they, they just blew me away. Cause like less than Jake,
1: what Even I knew love, going to be good.
0: <laughs> what I love about less than Jake and you've seen them before, right? Oh yeah. Like so, four times. So, so this band that like 20 years ago would not have fit in a less than Jake show, right? It's the yeah. kind of band you'd see play with less than Jake at Warped Tour but this is not the kind of band they would have brought on tour with them. They would have brought another ska band or another, you know, local punk band or something. So it was really cool to see a room full of people that were there to see, well, basically there to see newfound glory, um, (laughs) like really open up to these other bands. And it it felt more like a warp tour, a mini warp tour kind of show. than it felt like one group doing one thing. Like, you know, there was a, a dad there, with his son and he's like, my son's 15. This is his first show. I want to get him in the pits and show him like a good, respectful, but still, you know, get beat up a little bit. Mosh pit is
1: like, and I'm like, you're at, you're definitely at the right show. Uh, I, I think if, if only I was so kind to my brother when bringing him to his first warp tour, I was like, this is devil Wars Prada and push. There you go. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I took my cousin, um oh sorry, not my cousin, my cousin's stepdaughter when she was 13 to her first warp tour. And she was all excited and I was like, this band's called Kill Switch Engage.
1: Have you ever oh heard boy. of a wall of Death? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she, she got she got inoculated very quickly. Um, but uh, that was that was a good time. but this this was so cool because uh, it also was a reminder that you know, Newfound Glory started as a hardcore band. So their fans I did not know that. I don't know. And you if go back and listen to the music, Huh? And you'll get it because they're still playing. They're, they're playing. They still like,
1: have their moments, like their
0: and riffs. Their riffs are heavy, like like a Thrice or a Thursday, and yeah. like that. But the singing is not, and I oh, love yeah. that mix. I love the mix because huh. their pits are crazy. Oh, I'm and sure. like even, even I, And it's not something you expect. It's the happiest, you know, <laughs> nasaliest, high pitched music ever. And people are breaking down like 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 it's a slipknot <laughs> show and it's wonderful. You know what I mean? I I love and I,
1: it. And I'm sure for this, like people, you know, for, for all you know, like I'll, this is probably a lot of people's first shows back and everyone's just like, We're cutting loose, we're having fun. Well, and, it was uh, mine and and, and I want to talk about about
0: that too, and then I, I want to shift to you talking about your, your experiences too, because um yeah. obviously this is two years of terror. Right, we've been in the middle of right now, and this was literally the first time I've been in an indoor place, yeah, with that many
1: people that wasn't like to food shop or to work, right? Right. So your crowd, you're crammed into a place like not just surrounded by people, but shoulder to shoulder with people, right? So my day job, you know,
0: I'm, and again, this is this is not to get like brownie points for anything, but I (laughs) I am not kind of person that was able to work from home for a long period of time they they set us up they tried to make it work it didn't work it maybe worked for like a week and a half for me and then i went back to work full time then i was home because my wife got covid luckily i didn't but you know this and that and the other but like with work everybody's either vaccinated now or wears a mask and now last week they told us hey the government says everybody has to be vaccinated so there's like five people that are just leaving
1: Yep. So, that, yeah, that, that's the reality we're in. But we're about sh- to hit that too. Our uh, I work at a hospital, and I think the the final date is November first. And I yep. I don't know what people are going to end up leaving. I know my team is pretty much all that I I believe everyone on my team is vaccinated, but I don't know about everyone else. And I work with a lot of people who, if if they leave, we're going to be screwed because we need people. <laughs> right. Right. Oh yeah. So
0: the way I looked at this show was it's vaccine required or or you had to have a negative test. So cool. I'm going to go. That that was the final thing. It's no worse than being at work. And I'm going to wear a mask the whole time. But at the same time, this is now October. It's, yeah, the Delta variant's out there. Yeah, I was terrified of it. But I'm also in a room with people that are required to be safe. Yep. But you're in a club. And the breakdown with clubs is that the mask mandates say you have to wear a mask unless you're eating or drinking. So, of yep. course, every idiot just had a beer in their hand.
1: Everyone has a beer, yep.
0: And then no one's mask is on. No. So, and, of course, if you're in the pit and you're in the crowd, no yeah. one. It's So, did I? Yeah, I, I still had a mask on when I was running around out there, but no yep. one else did. And yeah. I still said, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to enjoy myself. And nothing came of it. Thankfully yeah. everyone who's, but it was really good to be surrounded by people just joyously having a good time. Oh yeah. And and you could still tell it, <clears throat> excuse me, it was set up, you know, with COVID in mind, the bands, each band mm-hmm. that went on had a different crew. And I, I was talking to, um, Krista makes actually from less than Jake. Cause he had said, next time I'm in Boston, I want to be on your show. Oh, yeah. And, and I said, oh, dude, you know, hey, just wanted to let you know, FYI, um, I'll take you up on that offer if you want. But I know it's probably weird with covid, but I'm right. following up. And he goes, dude. I'm real sorry, but we can't see anyone not on the tour.
1: And um, my reaction to
0: that was, you know, yeah. what? I'm not even going to I'm not even going to no. look that. But he said, see anyone. Was he going to come and, like, hang out? Like, I just wanted to do it
1: virtually. I think he might have. That's awesome. So
0: so I'm going to follow up with that at a later date. (laughs) Yeah. But that's really cool. So they, he said their group, their roadies, they couldn't be on the same tour buses. They could not interact Uh, on the tour with each other. So it was really weird. And the stage, like, was pushed back. You know, Mm -hmm. the pit for catching the crowd surfers was like double the size it normally is. It was it was very I mean, I'm glad the band should be protected, right? They're in front of yeah. different people every day.
1: And they're like trying that. to work. They're going between all these places and like they're trying to provide this service. They're you know providing jobs for everyone both in the concert venues and on their tour. Like oh, yeah. they want to stay safe. They want to make this work.
0: And it felt so good to go up to the bar and just be like, <laughs> hey, you know, um, you know, let, let me let me get a beer, you know, whatever and have them go, oh, absolutely, you know, and then turn around and tip them really fucking well because I don't care if a beer is over $10, I'm tipping yep. this person. And yep. they, it you wasn't like it, the man. normal, like, you know, scene kid, you know, bartenders you get, there's are really like, oh, I'm just so fucking sick of all these people. You've got like a <laughs> thank you so goddamn much. Yeah. You know, and it's like, holy shit, because they've been, I mean, the fact that they're still employed Somehow, after all yeah. of this, is is unbelievable, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So, so how was how was
0: your experiences?
1: My experience was um, absolute madness uh, in the best way. Um, so we, we talked about last Oh guys, daytime. <laughs> I just got through the night. Um, and I gotta say, I'm loving this, uh, <laughs> this style of things. I know you can't see it, but it is. No, what's funny crazy is just... I'm
0: seeing your mouse move. I'm seeing your mouse move
1: on the screen. I just don't see the game. Oh, uh, okay. Well, at least the hope, I hope my video is capturing, but if it's not, oh, well, at least you've got a podcast out of it. But, um, but it's just fun because it feels like talking to a buddy on a road trip. <laughs> well, no.
0: And you know what, dude?
1: Seriously, if if it doesn't work out, just record yourself playing the game. And then it's oh, it a good over point because it. it really doesn't matter because it's it, it's not like I'm going to do different things. It's one right. hour driving anyway. Right. So. right. No, you got to <laughs> really. get
0: a show out of this or it's or it's not. Oh,
1: fun. absolutely. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so my experience uh, and we discussed this in May, um, which which I in May, had I had COVID yet? I don't did think so. Did we talk so. about that? I okay, don't yeah. not think so. I got fully vaccinated and I did end up getting COVID. That well, I, No,
0: and you definitely didn't when we recorded because I remember seeing you post about it and I reached out to you because I was like, oh, yeah. shit, dude. Like, what the
1: hell? Yep. But luckily, both me and my wife were both vaccinated, and it sucked for, like, four days. But after that, we were okay. Although I got a rash, which apparently is a thing that can happen. Like, like full-on, like, looked like poison ivy up and down my arms and legs. Miserable. Oh,
0: who makes this game, by the way, you said?
1: Uh, Colopity. Cl- K-L-O-P-I-T-Y. It's on itch.io. I was just looking to see if there was a picture of it on YouTube. So I could at least... <laughs> I- See I'm gonna it. laugh I bet you there's there n- isn't I bet you there's very little I mean this is a this nope. is a tiny indie game good. on itch so good I'm glad uh, maybe I'll be the first <laughs> but I'm um,
0: sorry yeah see. but yeah you no got you're the good you you got the weird COVID shit
1: I got weird COVID and it sucked and we only realized it we only realized we caught it because we were kind of like oh you know like I don't remember what initially started but at one point I was about to go to work and my wife's like hey smell dinner and I was like I can't it's oh. like I can't either And that was how we found out. And that's I was worried because after I came home from the festival, my allergies started up because it's fall now and my allergies go crazy during spring and fall. And I was worried for a minute because at one point I did lose my sense of smell and I was like, crap, I got to get tested again. Luckily, it came back negative. But I for all I know, maybe I lose my my sense of smell every year and I just never noticed it until I started thinking about it. Because, you know, it's such a focus now with it being a symptom. So, but I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I went to Firefly Festival in Dover, Delaware. Hell yeah. And- um that was insane so it was our first festival in two in almost exactly two years because the last one we went to was riot fest in 2019 in september so this one was pushed back we had initially wanted to go in 2020 because they had both Billie eilish and rage against the machine but they canceled that so this year they had Billie eilish lizzo the killers and tame impala as the big headliners and Oh my God, dude! It was there was nothing like it. Um, one, it, this was maybe one of the best festival experiences we ever had. In part, I think because a we camped for the first time ever. Have never That's camped awesome. before. Um, and since we've never camped before, we're like, I have no idea how we're gonna like this. So let's do it a little special. So we did the glamping with uh, a pre-set up tent that had air conditioning and a bed and electricity and all this other stuff so it was actually really nice and we managed to get uh the campsite that uh was adjacent to the festival so we could literally walk in from from uh our tent to the second biggest stage of the festival um less than five minutes so we could go in and out we could if we felt like we could go back to our tent and sit and drink a beer and sit in the shade for a bit and then go back into the show and that made it a hell of an experience and we also got vip so we also could go up close on the side cuz we we're like this is our one festival of the year let's make it special
0: oh that's so cool
1: and and it was it was interesting cuz they also you know had the the rule of you need to either have the negative test or the or the covid vaccination and um and i think it, and for it being an outdoor festival obviously a lot of people aren't going to wear masks and i of knew course. that and and we brought ours in because you were required to like wear them in, but you weren't required to keep them on, which was a little odd. But you know whatever. Um, and I well, I, for...
0: I guess I'm thinking that you know for the queues and everything, people are gonna yeah be close together. So I I get that. Yeah.
1: And that was also partially why we went with the VIP because we're like, let's go in an area where we can be kind of separated from the giant crowds, which was yep. also really nice. Um, but man, it was. It was a hell of a show every I, I I I think we only had a few show, a few acts that we were mildly disappointed with. And even then, it wasn't bad. Um, and it was a four day festival. I, I if I talked about everything in it, I'd be talking for like three hours. Of course. But, um, of course. <laughs> but we um you know, we got there Thursday. Unfortunately, it rained Thursday. So um it actually cut. They had to cut down like five hours of the show. Um, So a few of the opening acts didn't play and then they had to push a few of them closer together like this. This one actually does a cool thing where they their headliner does not play against anyone. So you don't have to debate. Oh, crap. I want to see this little act. But the headliners playing. No, you get to see the headliner by themselves. You don't have to worry about any conflicts. However, because of this. We did have some mild conflicts, which which was a little upsetting because they had to push everything back late. So we got to see a whole bunch of good ones. Um, Mizio was fantastic. I don't know if you know them; they're like the the song "Middle Fingers" is their big yep. one. Yep. Um, and then uh, and then the strangest act of the the whole thing, which was you know, uh, modern hardcore legends Turnstile playing. Uh, uh, have have you heard the new album, dude? No. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. It's so good because it's like all their their hardcoreness, but mixed into almost like synth indie pop sounds at times like it's such a weird mix and it works so well and it was so funny their scene because the crowd was still did everything that you'd expect from a hardcore show like full-on pits all the way around all the way to the back like it was absolute madhouse and i was just like i can't believe there's this many people this excited for turnstile when everyone else is like pop acts and rap acts and all that stuff so uh but it was great and then billy eilish was that night's um who was absolutely phenomenal yeah us away. she she
0: blows me away it it's it's one of those things where like you can't not
1: respect how no. freaking great that person is she she really is and and we are and you know we don't know what to expect we don't see many right. pop backs. so the idea of like a solo person coming out on stage and being a headliner we're like how is this going to hold up and boy did she deliver 100% unquestionable um, probably best act of the weekend. I personally, my I'll, I'll get to my favorite act of the weekend, but she's uh, very close second. Um, and unfortunately, because of them scrunching everyone together, I missed uh, most of one act that I wanted to see, which was Mark Reblitz. I don't know if you've seen his stuff on YouTube, but he's the dude who does like the looping songs where he'll like record loops himself and just like build a song on the fly. Right, and. And he's just an insane man. Cause you look up at the stage and he's like in his underwear with a bottle of champagne, crowd surfing on people, and <laughs> he's just a good time. I love it. I love that, was, I, I yeah.
0: love that there's or, still, that so, acts like that can be mixed in, like an act like that, a hardcore band, Billy Eilish, yeah, and and the crowd is just like, yeah, of course, like we're yeah, here for it all was, of this. Thanks, like, everybody. It was
1: wild. And then the next day, I'm just, like, trying to go through, like, the best of. Uh, but one I got to tell you about is called Pom Pom Squad. They Ooh. are an up-and-coming band. They are – they've got a very – I almost I almost want to say, like, kind of a, a – like, if you mix a bit of indie rock with, like, the 80s, 90s Riot girl movement kind of thing. Oh, um, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. They've just got this great feel to it. Their Their look is like they've got – the the lead singers got like these big fancy ridiculous dresses and like the rest of the band's all like dressed up and like I swear their guitarist looks like he's trying to go for like a full on like Elvis impression. Um <laughs> and they were just they were so good. And then one of the big acts that I wanted to see the most was um Kenny Hoopla, who is dude, like I I I it almost drives me crazy that Travis Barker is like now associating himself with like every like rap artists and like every like emo rapper who wants to make like a rock album and the you know he made it he made a, a recent album with Kenny Hoopla and and like produced it and everything and I'm like this is great and I'm worried that everyone's gonna look at this and be like oh another rapper that Travis Barker turned into a pop no Kenny Hoopla was making rock music before yep. Travis Barker and it was damn good and it's still damn good and god damn he delivers as an artist he is so exciting and like such a presence like he didn't have a band it was just him and his dj and he's up there just like screaming dancing he's spinning in circles he's wearing like four layers of clothes i'm like how is he not dead and he's diving into the crowd singing like while crowd surfing and i'm not gonna lie when i saw him doing that because i saw some of the videos from the he's on the machine gun kelly tour and i saw some videos of him doing that at riot fest and i'm like you've got one week till my show. Don't you dare get sick from jumping in that crowd. Uh, (laughs) That was my first thought of just like, oh no, please, Kenny, please. Uh, But he managed to make it and uh, I was very excited. And unfortunately he actually had to drop off that tour a little while later just for some like mental health stuff that he just needed a break. Um, Which, you know, maybe just being around Machine Gun Kelly, he just needed a break. uh, (laughs) Uh, That's
0: a whole other
1: thing uh right yeah here. we'll get to that uh i'll get to that on sunday uh but he was phenomenal there was a bunch of good rap acts that day i uh, i saw wiz khalifa who i did not expect to like but he was so good
0: yeah uh, I've, I've heard his um his stage show is really
1: good well and that's the difference between like in my opinion a good rap act of a live show versus a bad one the old school acts know what they're doing. Wiz Khalifa was great. We saw Nelly there, too. Nelly was phenomenal. And the big thing... Oh, that, you saw I'm, Nelly? I got oh, that would have been fucking awesome. And and they get up on stage, and they're just like, we want to thank you all for being here. You guys are great. You're what makes us successful. You're what makes us come out here. We love you guys. All that. You know, it's that, that love for the crowd and the respect for your fans that makes it a good show. And then you see other ones, like these new up-and-comer kids, like... Jaden or uh Ian Dior who come out and they're like I'm the fucking greatest I'm so amazing and you're just like you're a child and you don't know what you're doing yet (laughs) that was the difference like I wanted to like Ian Dior a lot more but he just did not hold up and then uh Cage the Elephant I didn't know their singer was as insane as he was oh yeah he's out of his mind was not ready for that I, the, I mean he's like he had like like a bodysuit on and then halfway through he's like got it like stripped off where it's like just hanging down so he's got like sleeves dangling off of him while he's just dancing around and gyrating on stage he's like he's like peripheral level of weird sexuality yep. of you're just like okay this is different <laughs> yeah, you're, you're
0: you're pretty sure you're going to catch an STD from him just through the air. Yes,
1: you're just he just like hip thrusting into the crowd.
0: <laughs> my uh, m- my friend saw saw them and was just like said they they were fine, like they they were they put on a good show, but they're like I'm pretty sure I watched a person go through a whole series of different weird ass trips. Yeah. Like all well <laughs> on stage. And I'm like, "Yeah, have you ever seen Perry Farrell before like ever?"
1: because oh, yeah.
0: he was he was licking
1: like poles on the side of the stage one of the times yep. i saw them like jane like like jane's and i feel like jane's and aerosmith are both in that weird category of like these creepy almost weird where you're like but you still love them like weird lead singers and then that dynamic with with their guitarist that just like works so well for a stage presence yep oh yeah oh yeah like Unbelievable! You get that combo, and then and then the night finished with the Killers, who I watched the entire thing, and it was so good. Like you know, they're the Killers. Everyone knows those first two albums, maybe not some of the ones in the middle. So unfortunately, like they play like two songs big at the beginning, and then the rest of them are all at the end. But I was like, I'm waiting through it. I'm waiting to get to to that Mr. Bright side and, uh, and all those ones. And, and it was worth it. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they're, they're a, a, solid band. Like, that's- absolutely. And like, I feel like that leads there. Like if, if, if they were like an older band and one day they were like, we're going to make a biopic and cast people, I'd be like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is the lead singer for the killers. Cause he's got that kind of presence of just that like weird positivity and just energy and, and like just a smile that looks too big for his face at the time. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> like, the killers have this air of we are happy to be here. They've. just I mean, always it's, had that, and I, it's I think. It's almost like cool. you can read that. Like you're like when someone says they're from Las Vegas, you go, "Oh, that makes sense." That makes so much sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that wow, was. Oh, we haven't w-
0: died. Woo-hoo! Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was Friday, Saturday, Saturday was our slow day. We kind of just took it easy for that one, but the big standouts for that was Oliver Tree, who is just, God, he's the weirdest guy. He's just a meme. He's, he's a meme personified (laughs) and, uh, and he was perfect. He was exactly what we expected. And then glass animals who we don't know much of their stuff, but God, their live show. Holy crap, dude. My my friend
0: my friend at work just saw them. Um, they came to Boston Yeah, they played the, uh, the pavilion, which is right on the water. It's like mm-hmm. my favorite outdoor venue in Boston. It's really cool. It's like a tended outdoor venue right on the water. And he said, oh, he goes, I love those. He goes, we have, have you ever one heard one, glass animals? And I'm like, Oh yeah. And he goes, and, and I remember you mentioning you were going to see them. Yeah. And it, he was like, he was like, it was euphoria dude. They're like
1: his favorite band. So it was just they, like, they delivered, and I'm sad because we didn't stick around for the whole thing, but at the end, they actually got, they have a song with Denzel Curry, and they brought him out to do it, and that's the first time they've ever performed that live, and I was like, ah, I'm sad I walked away from that, but, you know, how you you can't know, like, no, we, were, just can't. we were just like, we were, we were just kind of like, done for the night, because we were initially gonna, like, after we left that, we were gonna go back and go see some other artists, and then come back for Tame Impala, and we were both like, you know what? We're busy tomorrow and we don't really know any Tame Impala songs. And I'm sure any Tame Impala fan is going to be like, blasphemy. How dare you walk away from their show? But we were just like, we're old. We're tired. Let's go yep. Let's go to sleep now before things get crazy. Yeah, um, no,
0: that's how you got to do it.
1: Yeah. And then and then the last day, just everything was good. Um, I ran in there early because um, – the one of the bands that was canceled Thursday got moved to Sunday, called Eyeball, E Y E B A, B A W L, and nice. they they are like, um, very much in the vein of like Hole or oh, yeah. like Dave's in Toyland. Um, where this just this, this grungy girl led band and God, they sound they sounded great and also terrible, like in that way that you're supposed to as a grunge band. <laughs> and like they even did, and they did a cover of uh, uh, the what is it? Uh, the There She Goes, you know, the like sixpence done the richer and all those ones. Um, and that was uh, just a cool sounding one <laughs> and, and very surprising. Um and then uh gosh, Claude was another great one, just a good like bedroom indie pop artist that just sounded great. And um and then that was the day where a lot of rappers where we got Nellie and Denzel Curry and Megan the Stallion, who that was too much for me personally, but you know, whatever. Um never heard. Was that never heard? Megan the Stallion? Yeah. You you don't know WAP?
0: Oh, did that, I didn't. What? That's her. I thought that was someone else for some reason.
1: It's OK. It, it was. It, I think that one's Nicki Minaj and her.
0: OK, that that would be why. OK. Yeah. I just thought it was a Nicki Minaj song.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's on there, too. And she's in that same category as Nicki Minaj or Cardi B the and all that funniest, stuff.
0: The funniest WAP story I have was <laughs> sitting, sitting at Johns of Bleecker Street in new york <laughs> like at the height of the pandemic we drove uh-huh. down there we wanted to take my daughter to the american girl store to get like a special doll i'm like you know we'll drive yeah. to new york no one's out and no one was out it was empty it was like fucking 28
1: days later and what it was a weird, weird experience
0: and you know to walk through times square and see nobody like it was really <laughs> creepy but we we were sitting at john's obliger street and this guy he must have been like in his little sixties, you know, like like <laughs> what white guy, you know, um trying to still spike the hair,
1: you know, oh, but it's boy.
0: balding and white with um with a button-down shirt wide open with like, you know, the greased like chest and the you know, gold chains and everything, comes driving by in a convertible, blasting that song <laughs> and laughing his ass off just <laughs> on Bleecker Street, like by all the people outside eating. Yeah. Right. And he thought he was the funniest guy. He's like, oh,
1: I'm like,
0: all right.
1: I mean, yeah, just she's saying, she's you... saying
0: dirty words. Oh no, yeah.
1: Like, uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that hot dog by Limp Biscuit exists too. You could just do that, you know. <laughs> oh, that would be
0: that would be sexist.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. Sorry, I've got nothing. Um, uh, <laughs> I just thought ICP it was really song. funny.
0: I thought it was just really funny.
1: I, I find it funny that you actually have a story about about that song, which is great. Um, but yeah, that was a uh, that that one was it was just a, a little much for us, because at a certain point you're just like, I'm just watching a strip show and I'm just yep. like, I I think I'm done. I think I'm good. Like it was fine, but it was just, you know, it's a little much. Um, and then we saw just a couple more indie artists. We saw Lovely, the band and Portugal, the man and something, the man, something, they're, they're great. They were also great. Also, I love that they opened their show with just, like, a medley of, like, Pantera and Black Sabbath and Nirvana and just a bunch of other stuff just to have fun with it. Isn't it great? Uh, and then I w- uh, went over and saw uh, Gracie Abrams, who is a up-and-coming indie artist who is also the daughter of J.J. J. Abrams. So, you know, I'm sure she doesn't have any connections. She's, she's making it on her own. But whatever. She makes good music. I don't care. <laughs> and then
0: – Mass hysteria. Um, One of the movies I reviewed for the Salem Horror Fest, one of the co-stars, like, the not main stars of the movie, were Steven Spielberg's huh. daughter. Huh. And it's just a local indie movie that she was just in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's
1: fucking, it's a Massachusetts indie movie that she was in. See. And I like that. I think and I, I think to some extent, like even if people have like that association with like famous parents and stuff, that doesn't automatically bring them success. Like Correct. that's not gonna work. Like Nick Cage's son is not gonna have any success in his black metal band, even though it's Nick Cage's son. He's trying he's doing his thing, but that's that's never gonna bring you the big the big bucks. No. <laughs> but no, you uh,
0: made a, you but, made a choice with your yeah. genre there, my friend. Yes.
1: But but Gracie Abrams, I could totally see having a fair amount of success, but it was kind of nice because she was playing at the same time as Portugal the man. So it was a very small crowd, very intimate crowd. And she played at a stage that was just, it's called the, the, um, the tree house. And it was just basically tucked like in the back of a little like wooded area. And like, you're literally under like cover of trees and it's just quiet and dark and nice. And it was just a really nice stage. Um, and there was also a super cool stage called The Nest, which is just a DJ booth up in the trees, and then the dance party was down below. So I think that's awesome. That was pretty neat. Also, we caught some pretty funny – a pretty funny video of people singing Dancing Queen at a silent disco. So, you know, they're all wearing the headphones and screaming oh, Dancing Queen. I love Queen. it. But You can't hear the music, so it's just all these people screaming it and just looking insane. I think (laughs) silent discos are are the strangest thing, but I love the idea. I wish I liked to dance because then I would enjoy something like that, but I don't. Like, I saw a couple good DJ acts over the weekend, and it's just cool watching Mm -hmm. them because I like the music, but I'm just like, I look around and like, I don't know how to quote unquote vibe with these children, so it's just like it is what it is and then um sunday night finished off with lizzo and that was my favorite act of the weekend because i was gonna say i knew lizzo was there that must have been up god there. she she i mean she's just so good her voice is so good her she's just ridiculous in every way and she's got what i describe as andrew wk vibes where yeah. it's just so much positivity that you can't help but enjoy it like Even if you don't like the music, even if you don't like her performance, like you can't help but respect that, that level of positivity. And that is my favorite thing about her. When your
0: performer exudes the fact that they're just as jazz to be there as you.
1: That's very important. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and that was why I also say Billy was like close second because she had that exact thing where she's just looking around like, Oh my God, like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. Like, and, you know, every performer has to do that every show to some extent. But I think that those were like some of their first shows back and you and they really yeah. did have that level of shock of like, wow. Oh, <laughs> this is there. what I do. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> so but that I mean, that is my I think I condensed that to about 20 minutes. No, so I, wonderful. I, I tried my best. But um, that was <clears throat> I mean, just every act of that show, like you could look at the lineup and just see every act of that show was great. And and it's impressive how well the festival was put together because it was mildly chaotic. And there were problems. Like the first two days, like people were not all getting checked with their like vaccination stuff. You were supposed to get a wristband. Not everyone had those. It's like a lot of people were like, I want to get the wristband, but like no one's checking our stuff. So that always is mildly concerning. You know, you just hope that everyone showed up with the expectation of that. So they're I, I think that's what anyway. they're going for.
0: They're going for the, if we tell them and make it a requirement, we can kind of be like on our system after that. At least
1: have that. Yeah. And that's, and that's understandable. And, but, and, and of course with the first day of rain, you had a lot of mud on the first and second day, Oh yeah, but you can't help that. And, and for everything that happened as, as many things as happened, I'm surprised we didn't have more artists cancel, but that's, that's unfortunately just going to be a thing that happens. I think from now on, especially with festivals where, between, like, uh, like people coming in from other countries and having problems getting in from that, and then people testing positive last minute for COVID, people have to drop off, unfortunately. So, we did have a few artists that, like, dropped, like, within a few days of the show, and a few that dropped, like, the day before their show. And, surprisingly, Firefly did a good job of actually having replacements, like, at the ready, so. Good. Oh, that's awesome. But it was, yeah, it was a great time. It was... I thought I'd be more intimidated by going back, but I also think that just the pure adrenaline of getting back to a music festival was, uh, just kept me going no matter what. Like, I, I don't think I could have not enjoyed it. It was impossible. So that was, that was my big thing of the last month or so. It's 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 been a month now. Holy crap.
0: I mean, my takeaway, my takeaway, and it sounds like yours is too is that the experience hasn't been tainted too badly by no. by any of the new requirements, rules. This is the thing everyone was like, Oh, the world, you know, the the all oh, you you people that want everything to have rules and regulations are getting your wish, <laughs> and it's like, no, I mean I went to a concert and it was still just as nuts as it
1: always is. Yeah. I, like And like for better you, or for you worse. Can, you can set the standards, you can set the expectations, but I mean how many concert venues have you gone to that have the big signs down the side that say no moshing, no crowd surfing and those get broken immediately. Like
0: no, no no smoking in here. Yeah.
1: They they post those to say, don't do this. (laughs) Don't, don't do this thing, but you know, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. But we're saying, don't do it for the sake of saving our asses. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it was a good time. All around, so <clears throat> Conference so season is back.
0: <laughs> you were describing a band, a, a singer, a rapper. Um, you know, wearing like the multi layers of clothes. What was the name of this person again? Uh,
1: Kenny Hoopla. Was yeah, okay, like that. that's
0: no, that that was he, the. It made me think of something because I know Kenny Hoopla, but have I ever told you about Benedict Arnold?
1: Benedict Arnold, no, which is a great
0: name for a band. Number one. Wait,
1: maybe. So Uh,
0: this just made me think of them. So Benedict Arnold were a band when I was in college and they won, you know, like the battle of the bands one year and got to play, you know, the field day and they played alongside of, you know, the big bands, the school brought in and it was great. And what I loved about Benedict Arnold is it was a bunch of like suit and tie, like indie rock, like progressive rock, like theater music kids. Yeah. Like white guys. And then, the lead singer. Um, and I'm going to Buxton shippy was his name. He
1: was (laughs) a really good friend of mine
0: and he was a very large black man.
1: And Buxton ship. That is the best name I've ever heard.
0: And so they would come out playing like this, like jazzy, like almost like post hardcore, like coheed and kind of riffs. And he would come out and he would just rap over it. And it was (laughs) awesome. and, and he would, you know, wear like the multiple coats and like take the coat off during the thing. And like, yep. it was just, it was unfucking believable how awesome <laughs> they were. And it just that explanation made me think of them because like he'd have the band on stage first and they'd come out and do like, you know, a medley of just them dicking around, you know, yeah. playing really cool, like, you know, just, you know, rock music. And then like the beat would drop and he'd come out from behind the stage. And then the, and it's like, what is going on here? Like, it's like melding, like five different genres into one. And then this guy comes out and just, you know, puts on like a, you know, like a Biggie small show, you know, over the rest (laughs) of this, it it, it was wonderful. And um, he he called himself Biggie Bucks. That was his stage name. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And uh, it just sounds like good times.
0: I recorded like five or six of their shows. I've still got the Benedict Arnold on my, um, on my <laughs> camera case. Cause they, they
1: were just a blast. Ah, <sighs> good times. M- music thing, helps everything. <laughs> the other thing. And I think this came out after
0: you and I recorded our last thing. Did we talk about the Woodstock 99 documentary?
1: I think we did. Okay. I think we did because we're because I I think we both had the the same like like holy oh, okay. shit like that yeah. stuff all is right. so crazy. Yeah,
0: that was just another thing that popped into my head. You know, Olympus yeah. gets back doing their thing, but
1: huh, they sure yeah, are. Maybe we'll them. get that album by the end of the decade. Good, good for them. Yeah. they they seem to be happy. That's that's all that matters, you know. <laughs> um, so I did want to talk a little about the desert bus thing. Yes, of, please. The, the oh whole. yes.
0: Yes, desert so, bus is raising money. Let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So this year um I should I should have pulled up the date. I don't have it, but it's it's sometime mid November as it usually is. Um for those of you who don't know Desert Bus for Hope is a charity event that um, if you're watching my show, my screen here, you will see kind of a similar experience to that. But they play a game called Desert Bus where they drive a bus from Tucson, Arizona to Las Vegas, Nevada. It takes eight in-game hours. November 12th, sir. is Thank you. I thought so. Yeah. God, that's it's so close. I need I should have been saving more money. Um, But um, but they they continuously play this game on a loop. Until basically until they stop raising money and last year they, they actually broke a million for their first time in one year, which is phenomenal. Um, and they've raised over, I I think close to 8 million total over the course of their 14 years. I think it is. I think this is year 15. Um, and, uh, usually what they do is they have a big in, in-house kind of thing where they all like perform and like do songs and skits and jokes and, just hang out and like do stuff. And last year, obviously because of COVID stuff, they had to do it all remote. So they just were all like, different you know skype screens this year they're still doing that but they also are planning on having like an in-house like live with a couple people at a time just to keep the the numbers small still and not be like overwhelming because it's canada and things are still they're as progressive as they are they're still working on getting you know more vaccinations for them so they're in that process and they just want to make sure that they're doing things safely which which makes perfect sense you know you don't want (laughs) to risk getting someone sick just for for their, their event that they clearly can do virtually as well. So, um, but that's, it's, it's just, it's a great cause. It goes to child's play charity, which gives money to, uh, children's hospitals specifically for toys and games and books and just all sorts of things, all sorts of resources. Um, I work at children's hospital and, I know the importance of having the right toys and distractions for kids who are stuck in a hospital, who can't leave their rooms, who have to be constantly poked and prodded and have all sorts of things happening. It's exhausting. It's infuriating to a lot of kids. And to be able to have things like video games or books to read or coloring stuff or toys, there, there's so many things that kids need in a hospital setting. And to have a charity that donates that is uh is just a phenomenal thing so i i've been watching it for i think the last like seven years um, and it's just always a fun time and it goes 24 7 for like six or seven days basically so you can watch it anytime uh you can watch it on their website or straight on twitch that they'll have it desert bus for hope and um it's just it's just a good time and i just like to advertise for it and tell people about it because you know, I want them to know, and I know you knew about it before, at least at least to I some did. extent, because your brother also um, you used to be on the Escapist with, with Loading Ray Run. Run, so they so he did make a few appearances on a few years as uh, as like guest call-ins, um, so it was it was just you know another one of those things, and they've had all sorts of guests like all bunch of the Escapist folks like uh, Yahtzee and 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 uh, Movie Bob, and then. Um, uh, a couple others. They've had like the McElroy brothers and um, uh, like people from the uh, from uh, MythBusters yep. and. Scientists I mean, Penn and Teller and,
0: were, were on there once. Yeah. So
1: and and the game Desert Bus is actually made by Penn and Teller. It was an unreleased yep. seg game. So uh Penn and Teller have actually uh called in at least uh at least once every year they've made some sort of appearance. The first year Teller actually called in and bought them all Subway sandwiches. So the first year, like when they were just like, oh, well, maybe we can make like a thousand bucks to donate to charity. And they made twenty one thousand dollars and got a personal call from Teller. And then it's been all uphill from there. And uh, like last year, uh, Penn, I don't know what they did last year for their prizes, but usually Penn would do would call in and do a prize pack of like, you can come to see our show and get like a VIP seating and we'll get you the hotel to stay in and and then he'll usually offer something crazy, like go golfing with my wife or something like that. <laughs> like, and, it, and, uh, that always raises a huge amount of money as well. And, uh, and they, they do all their money raising through just like, they'll do like, pri- like prize runs where you can donate a certain amount and be entered into a raffle. They also have like live auctions that they do and silent auctions and just all sorts of things. There, there's a whole ton of entertainment format. And I just, you know, want people to know more about it and, check out more about it because it's just a fun time and um you know the the group that does it is loading ray run and they are uh, just a bunch of internet comedians who ha- ended up making a great thing that that can raise money and uh That's considering awesome. that they're not like the biggest internet thing it's shocking how well they've done over the years you know
0: you were spot on it's the 15th year and they've raised over seven
1: million dollars yeah so it's 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 just something and it's such a wonderful experience. And you can tell how much they love doing it, even though it's completely exhausting. I love their stories of desert bus amnesia where they'll be like, we did that like that. People are like, oh, yeah, that was one of the funniest things. And they're like, I don't remember that at all. Because, you know, when you spend 12 hours a day sitting in a room cracking jokes for an entire week, like it, it all blends together, I'm sure. <laughs> wow. And yeah, it's, it's just a cool experience. And it's also, it's like 98% family friendly every now and then there'll be a slip up of an occasional cuss word or something that's maybe not completely appropriate, but they usually save most of like the slightly less appropriate stuff for like the overnight shifts. And, um, and it's all, it's just fun times. Like they'll do like trivia things and. All sorts of silly stuff they have awesome prizes lots of handmade stuff by the fans um usually video game or nerd culture related um they get a lot of sponsorship stuff through like uh the magic the gathering stuff so if you like uncut sheets of foil cards from entire set um there's usually that so uh anyone who likes like rare interesting prizes like that should definitely check it out um But yeah, I just wanted to I I thought, you know, this will be a good time for us to record a video and do something to try and advertise for for the events. And like in a timely manner, because I always feel I'm always way behind with stuff. I'm always like, oh, I should record this for for Halloween. And then I realize I'm like, oh, like that. I I needed to record that like a month ago. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Time every time. So uh, but yeah, so I figured this would be a good a good way to to raise a little awareness and uh you know just pass this around because you've you've got yourself a, a pretty good crowd of folks who listen and um, and uh, And those folks should watch your videos because you put would that would, that a would lot be nice time I'm, into them. I'm having I'm having a fun time. I have over three hundred videos now, which is insane. That's and, awesome. Uh, and I'm currently at which is which I feel like as saying this, like, I feel like most people will go, why do you keep making these videos? I have 88 subscribers <laughs> and uh, but you and then, know what? That's but so I'm cool. happy like it's it is funny, though, because I'm one of those weird people who I do have a YouTube account and I subscribe to the channels I want to watch. And I pretty much watch everything that I subscribe to, which I feel like I must be in the minority for that because in my head I'm like 88 subscribers. So every video should have 88, 88 views. At least that is not how that works. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's interesting how that does work, but you know what? Hey, I have one video that's mildly popular and I like that. So, you know, everyone can go watch the Lego Island video if they want to get a taste of what people like the most apparently, which is Lego Island, which I really, (sighs) I want I, I wish that game could be remade. I miss the old games from before I had real video games. I had yep. children's appropriate PC games. <laughs> yep, I loved those. I loved uh, those. It. Yeah. It's uh there's so many classics, but uh I've got a ton of videos up and uh I'm right now in the middle of so I don't know when this video will go up, but I'm right in the middle of playing Portal 2 um Ooh. and stacking Um, which portal Two, everyone should know what portal is. It's fantastic. I've only been able to play it now because I finally got a capture card and I could record from my PlayStation. Nice stacking. If you don't know, it's made by double fine. So the guys who did like psychonauts and the old, um, um, it's Tim Schafer's company. So he made the old like point and click adventures, like the day of the tentacle and all those ones. So it's got, so, but stacking is like, it's like set in like, (laughs) almost like late, 1800s early 1900s kind of thing and it's you play as like the Russian stacking dolls and you solve puzzles, oh I've heard like, of finding yourself with other dolls and it's so good and it's so underappreciated and I wish it would have been popular enough to like make a sequel and to like have more attention but it's so worth playing and I highly recommend it to anyone who wants like an interesting beautiful experience that is unlike any other game that I can find. Like, it's almost like if you made Bioshock, a kid's game, you'd get like something along the lines of that.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about this.
1: Yeah. It's super cute. Um, You
0: you mentioned all those point and click games and uh, I had a guy on um, recently who I Met through shamim Dana, who's a a huge blockbuster video fan. He's a collector. He's mm-hmm. a fantastic guy, and he knows all these people. And so he'll say sometimes, "Hey, you know my my friend, so and so would love to be on your show." This guy whose name was C Andrew Nelson. I don't know if you've you've heard the episode. Well, what was not. his name? C Andrew Nelson.
1: That name sounds familiar. So
0: C C Andrew Nelson um, had an interesting career. Uh, see, see Andrew Nelson started working for LucasArts
1: uh-huh.
0: and while working for LucasArts, um, on games like Grim Fandango and Monkey Island, yep. you know, and all like, you know, just, no, all just classics. to make a few, right. Um, and you know, X-Wing, you know, all, all the, he, he worked on all of them, right. And he, he was an art designer, you know, like uh-huh. he did like matte paintings and stuff like that. And he said, while he was working on that, he got a call from upstairs so, you know, and Lucas Arts back when you know it was in the same building as, you know, everything else. Like right. Lucas related. And they said, Hey, you're about X height, right? And he said, Yeah, why? How much yes. do you weigh? How big's your waist? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he ended up being the guy who has been in the Darth Vader costume from the original movie That's more it. than any other actor.
1: I knew but, I recognized that name.
0: <laughs> but then he also then got a job through that working for Lucas sorry, ILM. And he yeah. did all, like, the digital painting work for the Star Wars prequel trilogy and Galaxy Quest and, like, all yes. this, like, it's, like, fantastic. <laughs> and it's, like, and, like, I didn't know that when I started talking to him, you know, and, and I approach everyone that comes on the show, like, trying to know, trying to learn who they are during you talking to You want to get them. a little bit down, yeah. But like I'm just sitting there going, oh my god! Like I didn't know who I was about to talk to, and like that's what's fantastic with that guy is he'll be like, yeah, you know, I was thinking, you know, maybe uh, I could try to get Weird Al on your show. It didn't work out, but but you know, he reached out to him through the drummer, which he knew. Like it's like yeah. that's that's
1: fantastic, you know. I I love that stuff, dude. I saw I got to see Weird Al for the first time uh, like two years ago. I saw his tour with the with the the non parody songs where it was yes. all his original songs Yes, that was one of the best shows i've ever seen because his originals
0: you, are so underappreciated they
1: they really are and god you just really appreciate how good his band really is because they are just so talented and work so well together and it was just it was so much fun and and now i now i feel bad because i'm like now i need to see like a real weird out show but i feel like it's not gonna be as good as this one because like this one, I get to appreciate him as a musician, as opposed to his regular shows where you get to see it more as a comedy act.
0: Right. And, and I've heard in his regular shows, he still mix in mixes in the originals. Yeah. Just yeah. not as you know often, but, um, yeah, Oh God. Yeah. I, I still, every time someone goes, what's your favorite weird Al song? And I just, no one knows this song. So it's, <laughs> it's Bob.
1: Oh, Bob's
0: great. And, it's there's nothing to it, but it's just it's like it's, well, it's a so parody clever. song, but it's a parody like it, it's, it's like what are you doing? I'm, I'm I'm I like what if you know, what if I made a literal Bob Dylan song and the yeah. whole thing and I'm just like, Oh, this is brilliant. Like I like and, and I I, awesome. I sat down and tried, I'm I am Regal, a German
1: am I <laughs> like oh right. god. And, and, and as you happened. listen to it, you you're like, Well, this is I don't I don't get <laughs> what he's like saying or what these words mean. And then you find out later what it actually is, which was that yeah. all the lyrics were written as uh, what is it? Uh, Oh,
0: anagram. Shoot. Is that what it's called?
1: I it's close to that. It's where the, the writing of the letters is the same forwards and back. So like Correct. the entire sentence where he'll, he'll do an entire line. And if you read that whole line, the front anagram to back, is the rearranging.
0: The um, That's it. What's yeah.
1: It's, it's crap. Uh, I know this too. Yeah. but uh but yeah we are
0: are doing this off the cuff folks
1: yep absolutely Um, absolutely i should know this because it was said so many times palindrome that's it palindromes i should have known that because dimitri martin's stand-up special where he would talk about all those um where he did like an entire like like two-page essay of an entire and the whole thing was a palindrome good like that's parents, that, so. that stuff's so crazy when people can put those together and like realize that. So, like, Lisa but Bonet it's it's one of those things no that's basil. such a useless talent. <laughs> I'm I'm reading
0: through the lyrics to Bob right now,
1: uh, and Lisa Bonet ate no basil. <laughs> <laughs> They're just his stuff. He's just so clever, and it, it's it's one of those things where like and 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 this is how like lots of comedy things are when people don't realize how smart some of the comedy stuff is written like this, this one's going to sound ridiculous, but I feel like because of how silly and inappropriate they are, people don't, uh, some people don't realize that like, if you listen to a lot of bloodhound gang songs, yes, they are so cleverly written. Oh God. Yeah. His, his, you know, rapping and rhyming stuff where you just like you, how did you come up with this? Like you're using the strangest references and pieces of information to make these, songs that like are just their own strange thing. And like you just heard dick and fart jokes, but I'm yeah. actually very intelligent. <laughs> it's like, right. Oh shit. Right. Like I, and, and <laughs> like my, I, I wish I feel like it, it, as strange as this sounds, but like it, if I was ever to get like a quote, like tattooed or something, I love their one song. It's too long of a quote that in in my opinion, but it's their one song where the chorus is life is an aimless drive that you take alone. Might as well enjoy the ride, take the long way home. I'm like, that's yep. genuinely like good poetic and, advice, and profound. Yes, like, oh. that, that's genuinely well written. <laughs> like, and it's just, I don't know, they're they're just silly. And I really, they kept they kept saying that you know we will not reunite until President Trump is gone. So I'm I'm just keeping like I just keep looking. I'm like, please guys, please come back.
0: Oh, we need that reunion.
1: Make it I that reunion. We get a riot fest reunion. That's where it needs to be. You know, 20 years of, of hooray for boobies. Come back and do that show. That's what we need.
0: Is there a bet? <laughs> like, like I remember <laughs> on, there was some MTV show. I forget what it was now, but Matt Pinfield, I think, was the host. And it was on late at night. And it was like the, the like, raunchier, you yeah. know, new videos. And they played the, the bad video. touch. Oh. And... And I'm just sitting there going, what the fuck is this? And of course, (laughs) as soon as everyone saw that, everyone bought the album. Uh You're greeted with one of the best album openers of all time in I Hope You Die. which so good. It's a brilliant fucking song. Yeah. Like, like, the song is so goddamn
1: complicated. Yep. Like it's telling a whole story, but also like a million references. like their their songs are almost like a cartoon. Like if yeah. you look if you made a like a video out of it, it would be like ridiculous. There'd be a million things happening. and you just be like, where do we start? and where does this end? and and the fact that they have a start and an end for so many of their songs where they're like telling, a tale in the weirdest way. And sometimes that tale is just like, Hey, I do stupid things. Let me tell you my list of stupid things.
0: Yes. I have a list. Let's, let's listen to them,
1: <laughs> but they all rhyme and they're all cleverly written. And look at these eighties references and nineties references. Oh, my uh, God. good times. Um, I don't know. Is, uh, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. Um, Oh, Hey, by the way, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, you do a cool thing. You do what what is it? Dad dad uh oh, it's like shit. A dad day camp thing that you yeah, do. Yeah.
0: I haven't got to talk about that in a while.
1: Yeah. So you so you basically and and I haven't looked into it as much because I am not a dad, but you basically do like almost like a like a get together talk so that new dads can kind of ask questions and like learn about stuff and get opinions and stuff from from yeah, dads dude, who are currently in the process right
0: it, it's so cool and it's not something i knew you needed until i went to the course and it's not even like if i had to do it's kind of you know i'm i'm going to let people in on the secret a little bit but if if you can't tell by listening to my shows I'm just really good at talking to people. <laughs> I didn't know that it was something that I was this good at, but I'm very mm-hmm. good at it. So I actually have the notes from it sitting right to the right of me because where I'm sitting right now is where I run it right now because we're doing it virtually. But um, it it's basically like, um, like a, a self-help group. Um, like an AA meeting kind of thing, right? You know, yeah. where where we, we you know, I, I I I have a set list of things that you know I think are important to talk about, but we go around the room, and and what I what I started out with is, you know, I tell the guys, hey, look, at Number one, congratulations. Has anyone told you that yet? <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Because it's there. It, the and again, they're just kind of forgotten a little bit. And 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 it's it's weird. But like the hospital has this, I'm I'm trying to change this. So I'm going to say yeah. it, the class right now is intentionally designed to be a little bit sexist and, <laughs> and it's the hospital's thing. Like it's, you know, it's the time where you go with your buddies and grab a beer and like scratch and grunt. And, yeah. And, um, and that's what they want it to be what they don't realize is there's almost no dads.
1: I get in this group. That no, are like that. that. that's a changing dynamic. I'm,
0: I'm looking at 25 year old, you like Gen Z you know, zoomer kids that are yeah. horrified. They have, they have, they, they haven't had a good father figure to tell them what to do, you know, or yeah. whatever it is. And so the other thing, like I've, and again, you know, I'm not going to say people's names or anything, but this has been a changing thing. the, group of people that run this and again this is this is a stereotype but it's being put on by the lactation consultants and the birthing people at the hospital they are primarily retirement aged women in new england so what are they (laughs) they're very 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 conservative and christian in upbringing yeah so you get this like you know thing where i always say hey and, and i've only been doing this for about. Two years, but apparently this has been an issue, according to them, <laughs> where oh, what if a woman wanted to go because they're and they they brought this up to me like it was like this hush hush thing, and I'm like, So you told them they could come, right? And they were like, Absolutely <laughs> not, this is for men. And I'm like, but but the woman is is in a same sex relationship, yeah, 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 and their partner is pregnant. I'm like, yeah. The point of this class is what does the person that is not the one carrying the baby in the relationship do? Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's a good point. And I'm like, it does <laughs> not matter if they have a dick or not. Like, <laughs> I, 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 you, 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 you know, and, and so I'm trying. Boy, well, those words
1: are more important now than ever.
0: <laughs> well, and I'm trying to change that because they, they say, well, what if there was a trans person? Wouldn't that make the men uncomfortable and i was like i honestly don't if it th- does get over it but i said i honestly don't, one don't think so and two the whole point of this class is to give them an open forum to yeah. discuss what makes them uncomfortable so I, I i say you know at the beginning of the class There's no judgment here. I'm not tattling on you. Your wife isn't listening in. The hospital isn't here. (laughs) If you feel slighted, if you feel upset about something, if you're like, why is my wife getting all this attention? Great. If you feel that way, say it. Do you know what I mean? And they love it. People love it. They eat it up because the whole point of it is there's a person whose body is connected to a thing that's growing. They have the whole big slew of shit that they got going on. And of course they're going to be the person that the focus of all of this stuff is going to be about because they're the one whose body is literally being siphoned away from to create the new living thing. But, but as, as a two-step thing, as a father, you, you are part of that one. And even if not, like I go, I'd, I'd like to have a guy there, even if, you know, they had to go in vitro or they had to have a donor. Like what, it doesn't have to be the dad, dad. Like it doesn't, like we're in a different world. But if you're in that role, there is a chemical, there's a change that's happening with you too that you might not be cognizant of. Yeah. And the dad or the partner that's not birthing the child can get postpartum too. And they can get all of these things. So it's an open forum, which I catered To what they want to talk about, but it's the covering, you know, like what's work-life balance? Me and my wife both work, or my wife actually is going to be the sole breadwinner, and I'm going to be the stay-at-home dad. What's that like? What am I going to do? And we can talk about all these things without any judgment. And I think it's really cool, and um, I love doing it. And no one ever asks me about it, so I I think that was super cool (laughs) that you brought that up because it's it really is one of the most it's the best feeling getting through and, and it's it's hard right it's not like it's a three hour you know good time of like i have to you, you know it's not like a podcast where I, I usually have someone who's like engaged and wants to be there these are people who are like this is a saturday morning they're giving up their time they yeah. are entering this going great another course
1: yeah <laughs> we're, we're all
0: laughing and having a good time by the end most of them stay for the meetup group I do with the dads that have had their kids after. Yeah. One, one of the scariest times is I was talking around the room and, you know, I go, Hey, you know, who, who are you? Where are you from? And when's, when's your baby due? Right. And uh, one guy said, um, Oh, m- my wife is, is in labor right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, really? I go, no, she sent me down here because I was supposed to come to the course and she said, you should still go. So he goes, um, I can attest wow. to everything he's saying, you know, because <laughs> I was doing like the leading up to being in the hospital, you know. So and then... do you do it at the hospital then? Well, I used to until. Well, both. Yeah. Uh, but it was in a conference room at the hospital and you take okay. we take them on tours and they can see the birthing floor and all that stuff. But um, it, it's part of that whole package that they get, uh-huh. you know, but, um, you know, That's even like I've had 35, 40 people like in the room. Wow. You know, running this and, and what I do is I have the uh, veteran dads, which, you know, they, they go with the military, like joke, like the boot yep. camp, uh, whatever. I, I, I inherited you it. You think I'm you've not... seen
1: a dirty diaper
0: before you don't see nothing. <clears> oh, <throat> exactly. But um, <laughs> what's, what's cool is I get the veteran dads to come in and they help with like the, the end of the class. Cause you know, I'm, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, right? There's nothing, yeah. you know, if I start telling them stories about that, they're going to, you know, be, be looking into how, how we, how we can like hand this kid off to somebody else, because they're going to be terrified, you know, um, <laughs> but uh, it's just not the right time, right? You don't want to tell them. And then they start walking and talking back and oh, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's really cool. Cause they can come in and go, and this is what an actual diaper change looks like because yeah, still so many people don't change diapers. They yep. never have. Right. Because everybody treats children, which they should, <clears throat> but everybody treats children like they're something that no one should interact with unless they're the <laughs> caretaker for the kid until that kid is of a certain age. Right. You know, and, yeah. and I try to remind them babies are portable. What did we do the first week we were home from the hospital? We went to fricking bar trivia. We took the yep. kid, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, you could do that. And I'm like, the world is a different place. <laughs> and if anyone has an issue with you being there, it's different. You know, I'm not taking them to the purple shamrock, you know, in downtown Boston on yeah. club night at 11 PM, but eight thirty at night at a restaurant for trivia. That no one should be Heck giving yeah. the
1: weird eye. You know no. what I mean? Like it's, it's, so quick interruption here yeah i just finished the game
0: <laughs> you know I was, I was playing it for a little while just to just to get to get in the groove just to get a feel for fun. it yeah
1: yeah i i just got there so um yeah i do think because we were recording my my computer was probably taking a little longer to run things because it says an hour and that was about an hour and 20 minutes but it just well to, when I, you were get you to playing the end, it i don't
0: were you playing it before we started talking
1: no, like I officially? pretty much started right when we when we started talking, oh, like right when we started recording. Interesting. So, yeah, but um, but yeah, the the big reward that I got was uh, words on the screen that said you win and then back to the main menu. So pretty yes, much the you win best response. <laughs> the, it's like the the, the uh, gosh, the recent Homestar Runner episode where Strong Bad was playing. Uh, old old games, and it he actually had to like highlight it and move across the screen to show it all because it was on his old style computer. Love and it just it. says he gets to the end. He's like, it just says, "Dude, you freaking won the level," and that's that's what you get. <laughs> that that's the end. That's that's I, how it shows that you've succeeded, and I that's all. That's it. your prize. <laughs> I love uh, it. Yeah, so that's uh, so that's I mean, I'm just gonna leave the screen up here as we're talking until until we're done. But uh, the the game is done, and the game was something special. And my finger hurts, and I'm worried I've worn down my W key to a nothing. <laughs> but and you uh, just did it for an hour, so I just did it for an hour. And Desert Bus, they are um, they pretty much run on. I think they are have the last couple of years they've done 12 hour shifts. So whoever's driving what? is drive for about 12 hours. Um and they will just like, <gasps> you know, they'll they'll break them out for like bathroom breaks and stuff, but like otherwise you're pretty much sitting in that chair driving for 12 hours. I think it's genius. So, it is. It is it's it's seriously it's shocking. And if and if you want a taste of things like Just just like search on YouTube best of desert bus because they have a YouTube channel where they have basically backlogged almost everything like they have stuff from like their second year onward in terms of recordings so like you can check out all their stuff and it's so funny so funny so much so much entertaining stuff and also so much genuine heartfelt stuff and they are so open they're so caring they are like you know the 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 group like i don't know if it's just because they're in canada or if it's uh or if they they're just a progressive group in general but you can't find a more uh, diverse group of uh, of uh, like, uh, you know, ages, gender, sexual orientations. They're just like all over the map. Like everything is love. Everything is care. They're they're wonderful people and they deserve all the attention for it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> good old desert bus. But um, uh, and I don't know what if uh, if we're planning to wrap up anytime soon. But uh, the reason I mainly asked about the dad thing was I am in the process of becoming a foster parent.
0: Oh, so, congratulations. Sorry if I, yeah. I droned on and on and
1: on about that. No, really no I wanted it. to talk about your thing because I love it. I love the idea and it's so unique. And I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, that is such a cool thing for you to do. And to, to, like to, to have that in general, I think that's a great idea because so many people need that. I, I always joke because I work at a children's hospital. I work with kids and I'm like, I know how to change the diaper of a developmentally delayed 20 year old, but I don't know how to change a baby's diaper. <laughs> it's a yep. whole different scenario. <laughs> it definitely so, is. You know, so I feel like a class like that would be very beneficial for me. Um, but we are, yeah, we we just turned in our paperwork. So next step is the uh like the house inspections and all that stuff. And
0: oh, wow. And, uh,
1: yeah, so we're we're making that big step.
0: Do you um do you have a uh an idea on what age range you're looking we're
1: we're going for young we're looking like from like uh like infant to like four years oh, old wow! I'd probably keep it on the younger range but because we're also open to like siblings um because lots of times if if for chance there's like a an infant taken away then they might have to remove like another sibling as well so we're of open course. to that so that's why we kind of like i'd say if we get one we i'd prefer it like infant to two but if they're like you know they have a sibling who's three or four years old we'll be like yes we'll take them too because it's best sibling together that kicks ass (laughs) that's so So, awesome yeah that's our that's that's our big thing that we're doing and uh you know to anyone i i you know we we kind of do this as a I don't want to say like a last option, but like, you know, we've, we've gone through other processes and we decided that this was going to be a good option for us. And um, I think it's good for like people of our age range and, you know, people who are doing well enough for themselves and, and feel like, you know, maybe kids aren't their thing, but maybe, maybe this kind of that questioning. I think that's something that I want people to think about more because, um, you know, everyone can people can have their own kids and that's great, but there, you know, there's always such a need for people to have, you know, there are so many kids in this process of trying to find safe homes, like, you know, and and the goal is to hopefully bring them back to their biological families. Um, But you, you never know. And sometimes that takes a long time. Sometimes it takes a good loving family to help them along with that. And, you know, that was, that's our goal. So, um, you know I that's love, another thing it. that I hope more people think about as well. so
0: i I agree. I think it's the best gift you can give um is you know giving a kid a, a loving home because there's yeah. too many of them out there that don't have it yeah, by really whatever for whatever reason, you know yeah so um, we, yeah, have friends, we have friends we have friends that keep doing it yeah and like it, it, and, and they're just like i I have trouble having two kids and they have like eight. And yeah, like they, they, they're all so happy. It's like, yeah. they just love it. It's like, this is awesome.
1: Our, our yeah. limit is two to start with. That's what we're saying. Our limit is two, but yeah, we hear so many people where they're like, yeah, they're, like I've adopted four already and we have four more in the house that are in the, you know, in process. And it's like, oh my God, the, the stuff that we hear, like it's 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 amazing like some some people like some of the folks that i work with at at our hospitals are just like phenomenal when when you hear people adopting like the they're like 12th or 13th child and you're like ha huh, well, okay okay you do you
0: <laughs> they're just wired for
1: it that, that's yep. all i can say i and
0: i'm happy to be a resource from when when, when you you know Find out what, what you're getting for a child. I have a feeling uh,
1: I will ask questions to, and to also, any and every
0: parent I know. <laughs> I also have a recording of that class. That oh, really? I, I wouldn't share to the world because you know it's it's a paid it's a paid <laughs> yeah. class, but yep. I did it at the beginning of the pandemic um without the hospital asking me. I just sat down in a room and recorded myself doing the course because I'm like, this is gonna get cancelled. And then like the hospital was so busy with covid that like they didn't yeah. make a call on the class so right. i just contacted everyone and i'm like there is no way i'm gonna make you days away from having a new baby come to the hospital that it's on lockdown for yeah. this course like yeah. i here's a recording please enjoy it you know so i can i can definitely share that with you
1: I'm i think that would it. be that would be wonderful thank you <laughs> Um, I enjoy it. it. It's a
0: lot better with a group of
1: people to bounce things off of. But, oh, I'm um, sure.
0: But, you know, I still did my spiel. <laughs> I got to. I get to get on my soapbox about vaccines and remind yeah. people that, you know, there's a reason why cemeteries that are newer don't have teeny tiny gravestones
1: in them yeah. anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't see as many people with, like, the... You don't see as many, many kids growing up with the, like the full body braces, like walking around uh-huh. with double crutches and all that. Like it's, it's kind of, uh-huh. kind of significant, kind of important. Yeah. Uh. The world is a awful
0: place, but no, that it's, oh, that's, that's <laughs> so wonderful. I, I, I can't,
1: I didn't know. I I'm, I'm so happy for you. For yeah, both you. We actually, we actually had a, a, a little shower this past weekend to, Uh, get some stuff because the interesting thing when you become a foster parent is you have to have everything ready for any kids you get so you know like before you have the kids you have to have the beds and everything locked up and everything safety prepped and all that stuff so so we're in that process right now and uh it's uh it's 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 interesting. We actually did at our shower. We we were like, you all have a lot of questions and most of you have the same questions. So we have a trivia quest quiz here and we're going to answer some of your questions. Oh, that's <laughs> so, great. And that was a good way to, to do it. And some people were like, Oh man, you should host trivia in real life. That was, that was really good. And I'm like, I'm not coming up with those questions. My wife came up with all the questions. She did the hard I'm, work. I'm just the MC. I, I'm just the guy who's used to holding a microphone. <laughs> So, yeah, that's a uh, so so you know to anyone interested in that stuff, look into it. Like, just ask questions, look into stuff. Cause the and you know the cool thing about it is like. If you don't have any kids, you can say, hey, put me on pause like I, I need like six months off and and that's fine. Or you can say, you know, we we changed our mind. We want to take in more kids or we want to take in less kids or, you know, we have this age range. We want to change that to a little older, or a little younger, like they leave you options. And, you know, the only thing they pretty much say is like, don't put down that you want a healthy, non drug addicted infant from a white family. Because, you know, like, if you're going to be specifying all these multiple things, and if you're basically going to try and say, like, we want a child with no trauma, you're not going to get that. Yeah. Like, you got to have an open mind. You got to have an open heart to do this. You can't, like, do – As she said, like, you know, the person running our classes, she's like, I'm a religious person. But if you are trying to bring in a teenage child who is who is like gay and you're trying to convert them and trying to change their minds about things, don't do this. Like that. This is not the place for you to be. You you can spread your love in other ways. But this is this is a person who needs a loving family and you got to provide that. And uh, so, you know, that's our. That's, that's, that's our end goal.
0: That's so cool.
1: It, it. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we could dis- discuss it on future things, but I think for now you should probably get a little sleep. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm happy to learn that all this new stuff about you, that that's great. And um, again, you know, I think this was a great idea for a show and pointing people to desert bus is the, you know, even if we have a, you know, 2% bump in the people that see it, I'll feel good because they need it.
1: Yep. Just any, anyone, you know, and they take, like I said, they, they take donations basically until they don't like, they just keep going until the donations have stopped rolling in and that's, and you can sometimes win prizes. You can, you know, get, you know, get recognized for things. They have all sorts of, contests and stuff and it's just it's just a great experience in general and just highly recommend everyone watch it so yeah um, awesome you, well, with, with that, I,
0: I, no, I, I am going to go to bed yeah. um, so th- you know we can both sign off our shows thank you for shooting the shit with Chippa again and I can't wait for everybody to see what else you and I have cooking because we've got we've got some cool upcoming things we're going to record as well yeah. so
1: always a pleasure. so so to anyone anyone on my thing obviously check out chris's channel um he he, the main thing is your podcast you have so so many probably close to as many of my youtube videos (laughs) you make so many podcasts it is insane and everyone should be checking those out you also have your youtube channel where you just like post all kinds of little updates and stuff like that and and just all all sorts of things. So everyone check out Chris Chipman or uh, the Chippa made this and all yes. of his assorted things and um, everything else. And check out my thing. So for, for Chris's stuff, uh, you know, for Chris's fans, I have my YouTube channel, Walk With Me Gaming. Um, I do also, you know, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter as well. Same same things. And I also have a, a TikTok because I just didn't feel – young enough so I decided to, to uh, uh, that phase and you know what I kind of get it because it is surprisingly easy to make videos and I've had fun making a few just silly little videos here and there so you can follow me on there too um, and that's so that's that's it for this so um, I'll go ahead and sign off and say you know thank you all for watching I'll see you next time bye
0: again thank you for shooting the shit with Chippa we'll talk to you soon bye bye bye